Be sure to check out our website, planetfearpodcast.com, for links to our social media, contact information, and our latest episodes. The world is a fearful place. We are surrounded by people and things that would do us harm. Some walk among us every day, while others lurk in the shadows, a threat unknown. Join us as we discuss all of the things that frighten us most, from the paranormal and unknown, to the true and horrific crimes committed by our very own kind. With Matt Knapp and Lauren Smith on Planet Fear. afraid of the dark i am why i don't know is it because you live in the most haunted house in <laughs> i Tulsa? don't live in the most haunted house in Tulsa. <laughs> you do i don't okay so it seems like literally every single time i come over here you have some paranormal story thing that you have been holding back to tell me that has happened in this house so i made a list Oh my god. And on this list isn't everything at all. Tonight will be the last night Lauren records in <laughs> Matt's is, house. <laughs> this is just like I made a list of things. I was trying to go through and kind of think of a timeline of things that I have experienced either once or numerous times in this house. But these are just personal experiences. These aren't Things other people have experienced or that I've experienced necessarily with other people. It's like this whole thing. And whenever I started making this list, and then I started thinking about, I think this whole neighborhood is haunted. Because I told you about that place down the street that's haunted. Mm-hmm. It's like um, a theater. Mm-hmm. And it's well known as an established haunted place. Mm-hmm. And it's in this neighborhood. I was kind of curious. I was thinking about putting out feelers on the neighborhood website i would and see what people say i'd be really interested to hear it i'm sure a, a majority would speak up at least there was a house whenever i was a kid that was covered in ivy mm-hmm. and that was the urban myth of the neighborhood for all the kids that that house was haunted and we all made up stories and mm-hmm. lies about it You'd drive by it and you'd see lights flashing on and off and nobody lived there and all this stuff. But it was weird for me because while those stories were circulating, I'm sitting here thinking like, yeah, well, uh, (laughs) actually, (laughs) you should come over to my house sometime. My house is actually haunted. We got ceramic frogs and frogs, dogs, and automobiles, man. But see, I think that had a lot to do with it. You know, my my great grandmother, she collected everything. Mm-hmm. And she had old people, porcelain statues everywhere, figurines, just shelves everywhere in all the corners. Mm-hmm. There's just stuff everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like our entire kitchen, the, the walls were covered in coffee mugs, like hundreds of coffee mugs. And I think that stuff with all the shadows and everything it made it kind of creepy regardless so i don't know i don't know picking up objects sometimes stuff gets attached i have had things get attached to objects and i brought them home and had to do all the things to get rid of the things why do you think that is why i was thinking about this earlier today how like you have different kind of hauntings and one of the types is whenever 
a spirit gets attached to an object. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Why would somebody be so attached to something that they would just follow it around in the afterlife? I don't know. I don't know. Because like... What did you bring home that was haunted? (laughs) This is so stupid. This is like going to be the dumbest thing and that's why it took me so long to figure out what it was causing problems because it was the dumbest thing okay so we went to the cherokee trading post or whatever Mm -hmm. you know so it's got like all these it's native american handmade stuff but then they had like this i went there with my grandmother and i had my son and they had this toy drum like a Native American drum, but it was clearly a toy. Right. It had like like the covering on the drum part. It was not leather. It was like a pleather plastic, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. My Oma bought it for my son and she brought it home or I brought it home. No lie. From the moment that thing entered my house, I had nothing but trouble. But I couldn't figure out what it was. It just didn't occur to me it would be that because it's a toy. Right. And it's not like if it was an authentic handmade Native American drum or something, I would have been like, okay, this is it. It's got an angry spirit attached to it, whatever. But this was a toy drum, like a made in China type thing. I blessed the house. Like I kept having issues. And this was like when I was having like sleep demon issues, Mm -hmm. you know, and I kept having all these issues and seeing things and having that happen to me and my son being messed with. And then finally I threw it away. Everything was fine. That's so weird. It it makes me think of like whenever you hear like an apartment being haunted mm-hmm. and you're just like, these were built like 10 years ago. Yes. Like no, nothing's happened here. Yes. That's weird. Yeah. I, you know, I do blessings on my house and like I bless like the doorways and the windows and that way just in case somebody comes over that has something on them mm-hmm. or you know my kids bring something into the house like a toy or something it stays at the doorway it doesn't come in and it was after that that I did that but I can't really think of any objects that I've ran across that I felt I'm very sensitive about objects like I'm very sensitive about stuff if I pick it up and I'm just like get this it's like an anxiety feeling almost. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, okay, no. And that's one of them. Oh, another one. Um, I can't remember how we, oh, I think it was in a storage unit of a friend's and they gave us a box of stuff because my grandmother is German. And so there were some, um, like a German Bible in there and stuff like that. And so we, we, they gave it to us. Well, Also in there was, there was like a German Bible, a map, um, some other stuff, but there was a medallion, like metal, that was a swastika. And no lie, that and that German Bible, both of those things were just, I, I couldn't even go to that part of my room that they were in because it would just be like overwhelming anxiety. Like it just felt so dark and evil. And so finally I told my husband, I was like, I don't care who you have to give that to or throw it away, whatever. You have to get that out of my house. Like I cannot have that in my house. That's creepy. It's very creepy. I always associate war memorabilia, especially the older stuff like that, mm-hmm. with death and carnage <laughs> like it, it just always makes me think of it you know like i don't know you hear 
in history, you know, the horror stories of how horrible, you know, the world wars were and everything. And I just always assume anytime I see like an old pistol or a sword or something like that's killed somebody. Yes. You know, and like this medal. So the thing is, during World War Two, Hitler would actually give medals to families who had so many kids like my great grandmother got one because she had like nine kids Mm -hmm. and so she got a silver medal Mm -hmm. and it did have a swat stick on it yeah um now whenever we got all this from them i didn't realize that was even in the box and then until i opened it all up and i was like oh my god like this has got to go i think we were just it just all of it's just yucky all of it's yucky you know i'm proud of my german heritage and my culture but not proud enough to hang on to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like the German Bibles, what I really wanted because I just thought that was awesome. But if you, you know? think about it, like but not, an old not the Bible, rest of it. like passed down through the generations. Yes. Yeah. Like someone died holding on to this right. thing, you know? So we went ahead and got rid of that. The metal, obviously, we got rid of. Um, we kept the maps and like uh, there was just some weird maps and like nature books and stuff. So we kept those, even though they're in German, but. Yeah, the other stuff, like, we had to get rid of that. I just, I didn't even realize the swastika was in there. Like, it just freaked me out when I found it. I was like, what? It's like it was hidden. My great-grandfather gave me a Spanish bayonet Mm. that is really old. Mm -hmm. I mean, handmade. Um, It's got, like, an eagle head on the hilt that is the part that attaches to the rifle or whatever pearl or abalone shell handle inlays mm-hmm. i mean this thing was just brutal mm-hmm. and uh i still have it but um that one has that that's the one object that comes to mind where i'm kind of like yeah that one felt kind of weird yeah but i can't really associate it with anything but i do keep it in the garage it <laughs> it's no longer in the house why can't we ever see the ghosts we want to see that's my question for this show. You know, so as I just said, today is the one year anniversary of my Oma passing away, someone who is very close to me. And I see I've had a lot of interactions with ghosts, but I can't ever see the ghosts that I want to see. Loved ones that I would love to see again. It's interesting that you say that because of the history of this house. Whenever my great-grandfather passed away, I was faced with a situation where he was pretty much mentally gone and in the hospital, lots of people there coming in and out, and I had to decide if I wanted to go say my goodbyes. Now, the hospital was actually sending him home the day he died, but he died in the hospital and I knew he wasn't coming home whenever I did go visit him. But in my mind, and I think I said this maybe to a couple of close friends that know about the house and everything, maybe it was just part of the grieving process, I don't know, but I said, I will talk to him after he's gone. We will have that talk once he's gone. And I've never felt him, never heard him, nothing. No activity, 
I mean, like after he was gone, there was a couple times there at the end whenever activity picked up, whenever he was dying. Um, one night it got really bad, <laughs> but after he was gone, I don't know. The house got quiet. And then, like I said, I was with granny whenever she passed, which was like eight years later. And I didn't make the same mistake twice. I talked to her um, before she passed. But after she was gone, the uh, it was like a little after 11 o'clock at night. And, of course, I didn't go to sleep that night. And the next morning, the sun was coming up. In the back of my house faces the sunrise. And... I walked outside on the back patio at sunrise to watch the sun come up and just kind of collect my thoughts for a second. (laughs) And there was a a turtle on my back patio just chilling there. And I don't, it's stupid. I know like there's no association with a turtle, but for some reason I kind of felt like it was the universe letting me know that everything was okay. It, I, yeah. I'm just, I don't see a lot of turtles in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. As in never. And it was just weird. But after she was gone, you know, uh, talking about spirits and stuff, energy connected to objects, it wasn't just her that died. It was this entire house. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the house never felt remotely the same after she was gone. Um, Obviously, I've made it my own and remodeled it and everything else. Mm -hmm. But it's just so weird because it it just feels like it's the same place, but it's not. Yeah. And it's weird how people... Make the place. Make the place. And you don't think of that. That's how my Oma's place is. It's very... That her house you know whenever i would growing up even into adulthood until even now i dream of her house i don't dream of my house Mm -hmm. i don't dream of any of the homes that i grew up in the only house that i've ever dreamt of really was her house now it would look different it would be different right but it was hers i know Mm -hmm. i know it was that place and I told her that once. I said, Oma, I said, I always dream about your house. Any of my dreams, it could have nothing to do with your house. But somehow I will be at your house. And she said, well, you know, through because she was very big into dream interpretation. And she said, this is where you feel is home. Mm-hmm. And it's true. I've always felt that place was home. And um, I went back for the first time recently after she passed. Um, and I went out to that place. And it didn't feel the same. Not really. It smelled the same. Yeah. Looked the same, but it was not, the energy was not the same. And um, I went back, like I had my dad go ahead and take the kids on a walk uh, to leave me alone in the house for a minute because I needed to go, you know, just sit by myself and take care of some mental stuff. And I went into her angel room, what we call the angel room. She loved angels. And she had this room full of angel figurines and stuff. And I went in there and I laid on the bed and I just cried and cried and cried and cried. And 
I had sobbed my heart out and I just talked to her while I was laying there and I was looking out the window out into the backyard where she would sit and smoke and I just felt this overwhelming peace come over me and I heard her voice in my head say, Lorelai, it's going to be all right. You're okay. You're okay. And she would always say that like, you're okay. You're okay. Mm-hmm. And... um Anyway, and I probably, you know, I thought maybe I manufactured that in my head, but it was like her voice was clear as day just in my head. Well, even even that, you know, the grieving process, the emotional aspect of it, you kind of have to look at it from a standpoint of maybe it was just my imagination. Yeah, comforting myself. But even that is amazing uh, to me, that the human mind does that. that, yeah, and yeah. it certainly doesn't explain, you know, kind of where we were going to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> why is my brain inventing strangers? Right. Why? Why doesn't my my senses tell me my my spidey sense start tingling that somebody's in the room with me when there's not anybody in yeah. the room with me? Yeah. Yeah, if paranormal apparitions are a figment of our imagination, why would it invent someone that I've never seen or met? Yeah. Like her, I can understand. And that, to me, maybe that was my brain. Maybe that was really her. Mm-hmm. But the other things that I've seen and heard, complete strangers. And some not so good. Yeah. Some that I really wanted nothing to do with why them and they all seem to be um extremely emotional feeling Mm -hmm. either in their behavior or just the overall sense of what they feel like the earliest memories that i have my house used to have canvas awnings on all the windows and this house has a ton of windows a ton of freaking windows (laughs) And I used to, my bedroom was on the back corner of the house with three windows on both walls. So I had an awning facing the south and an awning facing the east. And it would be the middle of the night and I would wake up because something was just like shaking the hell out of the awning over my windows. Not the wind. Well, everybody would say the wind, but it would be both sets of awnings. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't hear the wind blowing. It would just be a bunch of shaking all at once and then just stop. And that used to scare the crap out of me. <laughs> Understandably so. <laughs> <laughs> if you lived anywhere but where you live, I'd say it was Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> From there, it went to hearing the footsteps on the carpet coming down the hallway, turning into my bedroom hearing them walk over to the bed stand there or feeling somebody sit down on the end of my bed me as a little kid thinking it was granny because granny would come in there and cover me up or check on me or something sometimes but other times i would open my eyes and nobody would be there but you could still see an indention on the bed You could still hear the footsteps walking away. And whenever that stuff was happening, we're talking, geez, early elementary age. Like, that's whenever I started praying Mm -hmm. every night. And it was always, 
it was just a prayer. The only prayer I knew was the one that my grandmother had taught me about now I lay me down to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I remember I would say that prayer Mm -hmm. and then I would add on to it. Mm -hmm. Don't let me see here. Think anything weird, strange, scary, like none of it. Just let me make it through the night without something happening. Yeah. I did that same thing as a child, except mine was the Lord's prayer. And, um, my mom taught me that prayer and uh, I think I had a little, I had a little white Bible, like it was a pocket sized Bible mm-hmm. and it was white and it had the Lord's prayer in the front and I memorized it and I would do that same thing. I would wake up just so terrified because of whatever was going on and I would sit there and recite that prayer over and over and over and over until I fell back asleep. And I didn't know any other kids that did that. No. <laughs> and if they did it, they didn't tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I I never told anyone about that. I, I have never told anyone about. I that. would go and stay. The, I mean, like me and my cousin were inseparable growing up, mm-hmm. and I would stay the night at his house all the time. And you know, obviously, we talked about this stuff, and like, there was no like him telling me stories about other kids or him telling me stories about him and his house. And so, like early on, I kind of took on a complex about it and started you know like well whenever i bring this up to certain friends those friends start kind of making fun of me and looking at me weird and like is this something in my head like yeah what's going on i learned at a young age that the things in my house that i thought were normal were not a thing that happens in other people's houses or that other kids even talk about, you know? So I kind of like, you know, we grew up to be Bigfoot researchers and freaking weirdos, freaking weirdos. (laughs) And so for me, you know, getting that weird look or just keeping stuff to myself because I already know how it's going to be received. That wasn't new to me because of this, because of how I grew up and how, I have had terrifying things happen to me from a very young age, and I don't know. I I was kind of a private child. Like, I didn't really even tell my mom or anybody about what was happening. It was just like I just kept my demons to myself, I guess. I just I didn't really even bother to tell her. It was like, I don't know. I just. My grandfather was old school. Yeah. You know, like he was that typical guy. Uh, not so much anymore, but like those kind of things, just he had no interest in discussing them. Mm-hmm. He didn't talk about them. That would be my dad. Like, you know, same thing. Like, I, I would never dream of talking to him about ghosts haunting me. <laughs> I remember. You know, being so young, just being in the living room with the two of them and just like matter of factly, somebody came and sat on my bed last night and grandpa looking up at me and then looking back at his newspaper (laughs) (laughs) and uh, my grandma would always say, oh, that's just uh, your guardian angel looking after you. Yeah, that's what my own would always tell me. In reality, I'm pretty certain it was my great great grandmother. <laughs> if I had to guess, and it's only a guess, but uh, 
something that always stuck with me was that my great great grandmother died in my bed in my bedroom and whenever I was like a year and a half I had just started walking right before then I don't have any memory of her at all I was too young for that I do have memories of my other great-great-grandmother which is crazy mm -hmm. that that person was even alive whenever I was alive <laughs> yeah. but I always knew that that had happened and it wasn't until later on in life whenever I was like in my 20s and just talking to my grandmother who was actually my great-grandmother about it that she was like how did you know where she died like we never told you that because we didn't want to freak you out but it was just something, I mean, surely a little kid, I must have absorbed it from hearing somebody yeah. say it or something, but it was just kind of weird that mm -hmm. everybody claims that like, yeah, we've never told you that, but I knew it my entire life that, yeah. yeah, that happened. My mom, whenever she was pregnant with me, was sleeping in this house mm -hmm. and my great grandmother's brother who was deceased came to her in a dream and told her that she was going to have a son and what I was going to be like supposedly and everything mm -hmm. and she didn't know what I was or anything until I was born but I always thought that was kind of weird too that she brought that up that she had had a dream where her uncle had told her that she was going to have a little boy and then name him Matthew. So after the footsteps, I know there was like other stuff that happened, mm -hmm. but I'm just trying to hit on some key points. Mm -hmm. We had relatives in town. Mm -hmm. By this point in time, I had changed bedrooms. You upgraded. Well, I just did not want to be in that bedroom because it scared me. Mm -hmm. So now I've moved to the other room. So we had relatives from out of town, so they needed the extra beds. So I got kicked out of my room, and relatives got my bed and the trundle bed. And I had to sleep with Grandma and Grandpa in their bedroom, mm -hmm. which should have been great. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. It wasn't. <laughs> I started out on the side of the bed. So you have Grandpa, Grandma, Matt. I'm tossing and turning, can't go to sleep. Not used to sleeping in there. And I remember looking over towards the door. And it seems like there was some light on in the house. I can't remember if it was like one of the hall lights or maybe the bathroom light, but some light was on. Um, I'm sure it's so the relatives that were here could see their way to the bathroom or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking at the doorway, and in a single file line, out of the hallway, comes these three shadows, mm -hmm. like large balls of shadow. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe them. There's nothing I can compare them to. Maybe three feet in diameter, two and a half feet in diameter. There was three of them. They're in a single file row. They were floating up off the ground, but they were shadows, like they were dark. Mm -hmm. And they came into the bedroom, 
and floated down towards the end of the bed. And I was certain that they were going to come over onto my side of the bed. Mm -hmm. And I screamed and crawled up onto the headboard and worked my way over and sat down Mm -hmm. between grandma and grandpa in the middle, woke both of them up. And they're like waking up, asking what's going on. And I watched the shadows float back out of the room and go down the hallway towards the living room. And I'm like, I just saw these three shadows come in here. (laughs) You know, I'm trying to be a little kid and explain what's happening. You know, go to sleep. You you know, go to sleep. You had a bad dream. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't awake. (laughs) But here I am, 20 something years old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying all these years later and I can still see them in my head it still freaks me out and it's always stuck with me yeah. and that was the first time in this house that I saw some sort of shadow figure that I couldn't explain I've seen a similar shadow figure later on uh, in that same area of the hallway there's a lot of activity around that spot in the hallway for some reason yeah as our good friend bob dominguez can attest to Mm -hmm. poor bob but i have no explanation for those shadows like i've never heard anybody else talk about large balls of shadow and there's like (laughs) three of them well what do you say do you say large balls of shadow or do you say large shadow balls there's no way and it sounds silly no matter what you spheres spheres there's you know there's spheres okay there's shadowy spheres shadow shadowy circles imagine like shadowy clouds how about a cloud they were like because they weren't perfectly round they were clouds of shadow spherical apparitions I, i don't know what they were shadow balls three of them ball shadows in single file did they bounce? I'm, I'm never bouncing. telling anybody about this again. <laughs> now that I've told everybody listening. <laughs> I don't think I've told... I mean, that's not like a story I tell. Kitchen cabinets. I've got a few cabinets in my kitchen. You might be familiar with that. Yeah. Do you have a sixth sense moment? No, because if that ever happened... <laughs> you would I no would longer pee be my pants house. and leave the house immediately. <laughs> but there was... Two cabinets, one in particular, that would be open all the freaking time. You could go in there, get a cup out of the cabinet, close the cabinet, get a drink. The next time you go in the kitchen, the cabinet's open again. Mm. I have spent hours in that kitchen. Cabinet does not open on its own. It's not a squeaky door or anything. I can't explain it. And it could possibly still be happening to this day, and it's just happened so many times that I don't even notice it anymore. But it was only one cabinet door and then the one right next to it that ever did it. But the one cabinet door in specific would do it, we're talking weekly. Weekly it would happen. Other people have noticed it happen so much. Never in front of anyone. Why do cabinet doors open? Why do they do that? What does that? Well, I have an issue with... Regular doors. So my bathroom door. And I used to think it was a trick, like being like the trick of the eye, you know, you're half asleep Mm. and it's dark. But no, 
I had this one thing. It was a, tr- a trickster. It was a prankster. It would wiggle the door. I would wake up. Wiggle the door like trying to get in? No, like the door to my bathroom is open. Oh, and the, oh the whole door just kind of... It would just like... The door would just be moving back and forth. And I would huh. just be sitting there and I'd be like... You know when you're just like staring at it and like the harder you stare, you're like, it's got to be my eyes. It's got to be my eyes and the darkness and you know, because you see weird things. So I I focus on this door and I stare at it and I'm like, it's got to be my eyes playing tricks on me. And then there was one night that it was happening and I was like, okay, it's dark. I'm, my eyes are tired. Like, obviously my eyes are playing tricks on me again. Shit you not. The door widens, like the doorway widens because the door moves. And I'm like, okay, that that's not tricks. And a hand comes from the top of the doorway, waves at me. Waves. Waves. I blink because I'm like, the f- <laughs> Hands gone, doors back in the same position it was before this all started. Anyway... It didn't occur to me until like a day or two later, I think I was telling my mom or Ricky or someone about this ghost waving at me from the top of the doorway that I realized if he was waving at me from the top of the doorway, he had to have been on the ceiling. No. Yeah, buddy. No, no, no. Yeah, buddy. If I would have realized that that night, I would not have just gone back to sleep all, you know, la-di-da. Maybe it was just tall. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I was thinking it was like, I don't know, just like trying to be funny. So it was like, hi. (laughs) No, no, no. You can't from where it was unless it was like standing on the counter and waving. No, it was on the ceiling. Maybe it lives in my attic. I do have a phobia about someone, a a murderer living in my attic and coming down at night to stare at me while I sleep. I have a lock on my garage door. Oh, do I have some stories? No, thank (laughs) you. No, I have a chain lock on the inside of my garage door as well as a deadbolt and a door lock because I and, and I sleep better with a chain lock on the inside of my garage door because I am terrified someone is going to come out of the attic and come stare at me while I sleep or other things, bad things. Anyway, but yeah, the ghost did the, it waved at me. It just always freaks me out in horror movies whenever they put a person on the ceiling. I know on the ceiling. I think it was the exorcist three where they had like the old lady at the nursing home or the hospital or whatever crawling on the ceiling and, and the walls always, and that was it it's the way they move yeah it's 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 the way they move like a spider yeah from the first exorcist to like um 28 days later i think it was like no i think it was like 20 28 months later <laughs> one of those the mom that has like the two different colored eyes she's like half zombie i guess anyway and she comes like the way she moves around the table to come at her son and i climbed the wall getting away from the tv it scared the ever living it's the way they move the way the ring girl comes out of the well the way they move i can't can't do it yeah breaks me out so as i got older the activity seemed to get more intense 
somewhat. Um, I had moved back to the original bedroom. I That's brave of you. Yes. I hadn't necessarily conquered my fear, but I had gotten freaked out in the other room, so let's change bedrooms again. Why not? Okay, tell me this. Is it just me, or is there just... Like you hit a point where you're just like you just you hit your you hit your limit. You just don't care anymore to a certain point. Yeah. 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 Like me now when I have stuff, I just I roll over and go back to sleep unless it's actually like a scary something. But like the little apparitions out of the corner of my eye, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I was doesn't affect me. anymore. And maybe that's why the activity did what it did. To get your attention. Yeah. Because that's lovely. Yeah. What a comforting thought. (laughs) So one of the things that I remember specifically is I, I've always slept with a fan. Mm-hmm. Have to have that ambient noise. And I had this little electric fan next to the bed. Death omen. And it had <laughs> the off switch was the middle, and then it had two speeds, left or right. I would be laying there, and I only used the fan on the lowest speed setting. Because the high speed was just, it started rattling and being loud and obnoxious. And I'm guessing that was one of those fans that, like, to press the button, it was like, dunk. Oh, it wasn't a button. It was a switch. Oh, like, you okay. had to slide the switch and, oh, like, okay. cha-chink, cha-chink. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I'd be laying there, and cha-chink, cha-chink, it would switch <laughs> over to high. Yeah. And I, like... Look over at the fan, reach over, (laughs) put it back on the low. Like, what's going on? It's not just, you know. Mm -hmm. This probably happened at least 10 times over the duration of the fan ownership. (laughs) On the other side of the bed was an old chair. I don't know where it came from. It was there before I was born. I don't know who ended up with the chair, mm-hmm. but it was an old, uncomfortable chair, like the no cushion left. It was like such an old chair that like the seat of the chair was like concave, the springs and straw. I don't know if you've ever torn apart old furniture, how they stuffed yeah. it with like straw and like just have these metal coils or whatever. It was like that. And the cushions were like burlap. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible, but it was a wooden chair. Mm-hmm. And it had armrests on it. Once again, I'd be laying there in bed and I would hear somebody tapping on the armrest of the chair, like just like a foot away from my head. It was right next to the bed. Yeah. And I'd like open my eyes. Nobody's there. Sometimes it'd be so intense. I'd be like, what? You know, like <laughs> thinking that somebody's in my room tapping on the mm-hmm. chair. But then one night, I'm laying in bed, and this is probably the only time I can recall that things actually got physical. I felt a finger touch the top of my leg above my knee hard, pressing down, and like slowly slide to my knee i'm glad it went the opposite direction yeah 
still very creepy. I flipped out. I jumped out of bed and went and woke my grandparents up. And this happened. I was well into my teens when this happened. It was just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just uh, the sensation still weirds me out whenever I think about oh, yeah. it. Yeah. I'm not the only person that's been touched in the house, though. My cousin was also fingered uh, <laughs> on his arm. I try. Like, I'm over here trying that. Okay. I'm hey, like, I get it. You know, you don't have to stay the night here. <laughs> chuckling. I have retained my or contained my snorts. I'm just telling you what happened. Can I sleep on your couch? <laughs> just asking. I wouldn't suggest it. That is terrifying. Okay, did, was there any, like you felt the physical sensation, but did you feel any overwhelming feelings of anything else besides ab, ab, abject terror? <laughs> no. Okay, so first sensation, because it was a very long drawn out thing. Mm-hmm. First I'm thinking like, what the heck, you know, like what's going on? Then when I realized that it's like someone's touching me, I'm not asleep, nobody's in my room. I became so terrified that even though all I wanted to do was open my eyes and look, Mm -hmm. I could not do it. Mm -hmm. I could not move until the finger (laughs) lifted off of my knee. And then as soon as it did that, covers go flying, (laughs) I'm down the hallway. Mm. Whenever it happened to my cousin, he was staying the night here. And in my old bedroom, there was a hide-a-bed couch. Mm -hmm. And so he would sleep on it. He was on the phone with his girlfriend, I think. I was laying on the bed next to him, watching TV, waiting for him to get off the phone. He turns and looks at me and he's like, what? Yeah. I look at him like, what are you talking about? He was like, you just poked my arm. And I was like, no, I didn't. His eyes get like real big. He gets off the phone and he proceeds to tell me like something had just like poked his arm mm. while he was sitting there on the phone. He had like one hand behind his head, you know, talking on the phone like yeah. that and something like poked his arm. And yeah, he was he was ready to go. He I had to sleep in there with him that night. He did not want to be left alone in that room i can imagine girls often get their hair pulled oh lovely see see every time i come over here you tell me some super fun thing that <laughs> i'm makes just me saying stay. Th- i i wasn't even going to talk about this on this episode but that's one of the things it seems like the more scary activity happens to women here than it does to me or other men. More anger, I guess you would call it. Like the hair pulling, and then there's been like some other stuff that so, I won't get into this episode. But I feel so comfortable sitting here right now. Thank you. As long as your hair isn't being pulled, sometimes the hair just gets lifted. I actually did see that happen to a girl one time in this house. I physically saw her hair lift up into the air and she had long hair like yours 
and <laughs> then it like went straight like somebody was pulling on it and she you know knocks the, her hair down and like turns around and i'm like standing a good like six feet behind her like what was that you know? oh, lovely i'm so happy to be sitting here yeah it was as Super we were walking out the door she was on her way out whenever i'm it not happened. scared at all so whenever you go to leave tonight great yeah just think about that i'm gonna put my hood up that's what you get for making fun of me being fingered by a ghost <laughs> i had a physical thing happen recently that i just now thought of when you were talking about being fingered by the ghost so you know i went to my grandmother's mm -hmm. recently and stayed for a little bit well, she had, I, I want to say many somethings there. And when I came home, one of those somethings came with me. And I had been telling myself, and, you know, I'd been having weird, bad things happen. And I'd been telling myself, I need to bless my house, need to bless my house. And I'd forgotten and forgotten and forgotten. And then one night I woke up because I heard a very loud noise. Apparently I'm the only one who heard it. When I opened my eyes, because it was loud enough, I jolted and looked around like, oh, my God, something's happening, you know. There was something in my face, and I backed up, and it dropped. Like, it dropped to the floor. I popped up on my elbow, and I reached over. I have a touch lamp, and I reached over and touched that lamp. And I was, like, trying to get the nerve up to look over the side of the bed, well, I did. I finally looked over the side of the bed and I just knew something was going to grab me. There was nothing there. And so I leaned back and I was trying to calm down and I'm like, okay, what is going on? You know, I'm half asleep. Something pulled the covers out from under my arm. Like just, and I just kind of like pulled the covers back and I was like, looked again, which is not like me. I'm not normally <laughs> that brave. And I looked again and there's nothing there. And I was just like, okay. And so I laid back down and I looked over at Ricky and the dogs. They're all asleep. Everybody's sleeping fine. Nobody heard the loud noise that woke me up. Nobody felt the covers move. Just me. All by my lonesome. It, it was blatant. Like it pulled, like it yeah. jerked the covers. And my, I mean, my elbow slid out from under me. Like not, it just slid. Like it, like it was definitely getting your attention. Yeah. And it just, that is. So something else that happened and still happens in this house that you hear about often so glad we decided to record this episode in, here <laughs> in haunted places and maybe you've experienced this as well things for no apparent reason disappearing and then yes. magically just reappearing in yes. the wide open my house and it's not just because i have little raccoons living with me <laughs> like i i tell people children are worse than poltergeists oh yeah 10 times worse I have found things, shoes in the refrigerator, jewelry underneath the should sink. Do, somebody should do a movie about that. <laughs> and it's not it's not ghost, it's my kids. Yeah. But but in that same vein, we will have things disappear for months and months and then just reappear suddenly and it's not the kids. Yeah. Currently right now on the list of missing items. I am missing a necklace, a crystal necklace, and my husband is missing his glasses. And we have searched everywhere and guaranteed within a couple weeks they're going to just appear on a counter somewhere that we've already searched a million times. Well, the first time you came over, I believe. 
<laughs> yeah. I was looking for a photograph. Yeah. Still gone. Here, I have had, when Bob was here, <laughs> my I had brought my own headphones. I plugged them into Bob's little, whatever that thing is Duma Flotchy. Yeah, the Duma Hickey thing. Mixer. Sure. And <laughs> I was scribbling in my notebook, or I had a list of questions in my three-ring binder. And somehow I had taken off my headphones. I got up and went to the bathroom, came back, put my headphones back on and my cord. And I didn't notice till later on in the show, but my cord was inside the three ring binder. Yeah. Like David Copperfield. Like <laughs> I didn't do that. I didn't even open that. Um, you know, Bob like looked over at me and he didn't even know what I was talking about. I had to explain to him the situation you were over there. You couldn't get past Bob to do it. Like, weird things have happened since I've been here, even. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the taking things and then bringing them back is about. Mm-mm. It's just so weird. Yeah. And, I mean, it happens at least once a year. Mm-hmm. Same here. And uh, I've seen situations in this house where something will disappear like the tv remote Mm -hmm. there's no little kids here doing it um this is before there were children in this house yeah the tv remote would go missing i'm the only one that ever watches the television i'm not gonna hide it i'm checking the couch cushions i'm looking under the furniture Mm -hmm. it's it's not here and i will like leave the room or something and then come back and it'll just be like laying on the couch. Is there right. another realm that they just take stuff to? <laughs> like, they take it to go visit all your Tupperware lids and lost socks. I knew a lady that lived in Kentucky who had an old Civil War cannonball that she kept on her front porch. And she would go outside in the mornings or whatever to drink coffee. And sometimes the cannonball would be like, out in the middle of the yard or in the driveway or out by the road it would just get moved and like cannonballs are freaking heavy yeah like nothing's moving that that's not an animal yeah um bigfoot yeah (laughs) so i wonder how many times bigfoot and paranormal activity have been blamed for the other one yeah that's just like we were talking about infrasound and emf yeah which is really weird uh that you i mean it's not necessarily weird interesting that you had asked that question Mm -hmm. because i can't think of anybody ever posing that question before (laughs) i had in my you know many years of dealing with both of those topics it never occurred to me until bob was listing off all the symptoms of emf which i didn't even know there were symptoms of emf and then i was sitting there and i'm like you just described infrasound. Yeah. Every single thing to do with infrasound. Yeah. But um, sometimes um, EMF causes people to believe that their house is haunted mm-hmm. whenever it's actually not. Yeah. Uh, the reason I asked if you felt any like emotions or anything other than terror, like mm. my mom, she went on a paranormal investigation and they were going down these stairs into this basement or something. Something touched the back of her neck. And she said it wasn't like a finger. 
whatever touched the back of her neck, she said she felt like disgust. Like when it touched her, she felt just Mm -hmm. the most disgusting feeling, unclean, absolutely disgusting feeling is what she said. Like it was just this icky, cold, nasty feeling. Yeah. This was just more of pressure. What the freak is touching me? (laughs) Who is that? That's a finger. Whose finger is that? You know? Yes. Um, And then get the hell out of this room right now. Right. So something to build off what you were just talking about experiencing not too long ago. The loud noise waking you up. Yes. This house has been known to uh, produce voices and loud thuds. One particular time, my grandparents had gone to the grocery store or somewhere and left me home alone for a little while. And we had this little Yorkshire Terrier named Sammy. So it was just me and Sammy at the house. (laughs) Hanging out. Hanging out. I'm back in my room doing who knows what, probably playing video games. And there's a loud thud now i recognized the sound i had heard it a million times it was something large falling and hitting the floor i mean the whole house shook Mm -hmm. carpeted floors i've heard this sound before whenever i like run into the living room and plop down on the floor or something yeah sammy comes hauling ass down the hallway and into my room with his ears until tucked Mm -hmm. you know slinking in like He just did something bad. So I'm thinking, like I said, my grandmother had like knickknacks and everything. He maybe knocked something down in here. So I go into the living room. Nothing is out of place. Nothing at all. Can't find anything. I'm looking all around. I'm going to other rooms now. There's nothing. And this was whatever it was. It it had to be heavy. Mm -hmm. Go back to my room. Boom. Boom. It happens again. Whole floor shakes. Uh, (laughs) Sammy hauls butt underneath the chair at my desk. And I get up and I kind of like look down the hallway towards the living room. And I hear like a couple of quick more thuds coming from the living room. And this is broad daylight. This isn't nighttime or anything. And I just shut my bedroom door. And like (laughs) just me and Sammy hung out in my bedroom with the door closed until grandma and grandpa got home. I didn't know what to say really. So I told granny, you know, like, hey, I think something might have fallen. I couldn't find anything like Mm -hmm. alerted her. Nothing. There was never anything discovered. I have no, it wasn't water pipes or, you know, nothing like that. Yeah. It was pretty much like somebody was like in the living room, just stomping their feet. There's been other times whenever I've heard similar type thuds like that. I've heard knocking a few times, like I said, the chair, but then not too long ago, there was like somebody knocking on the wall. Um, but the voices probably freak me out a little bit more because their voices this always sounds like the television's on in the other room real low mm-hmm. or there's people talking in the bedroom with the door closed but there's nobody there a couple times i have 
heard voices towards the back of the house and then gone back there and found like the toilet running or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can write those off, but whenever it happens at the other end of the house, yeah. I mean, one time I was for sure certain like the TV was on, mm-hmm. you know. And that is another thing. <laughs> That's probably one of the most recent things is the television just in the living on. room just turns on and off as it wants to without a timer set or anything. Mm-hmm. Kind of frustrating at times. Well, I was going to say the loud bangs um, at my grandma's house. My mom was staying there and she was asleep and it was I was supposed to come down or that day, but she was there alone with the dogs and something she said she thought a vehicle hopped the curb and hit the house. It was that loud of a crash, shook the house. And she woke up and she's looking around like, oh, my God, something bad just happened. It was that loud. She looks down and the dogs are completely passed out, oblivious. <laughs> it was enough to wake her out of a dead sleep. And so when I was there... I actually experienced the same thing and I woke up I mean it was loud it was like you know when the garbage truck comes and they go to dump and it's just like bang 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 you know it was like but like that first initial just bam Mm -hmm. it was like that but if the garbage truck was like in the yard banging things like right up against the house but it was loud enough to wake us both out of a dead sleep and loud enough that we thought like a car crash had happened, you know? And then when I got back to my house and I had this thing do whatever, like pull the blanket out from under my elbow, that crash, that loud noise that woke me up, it was that crash. Huh. It And I mean, it sounded like it shook the house, like, you know, a loud crash, like an explosion almost. Wake up and nobody else heard it but me. It was, That's weird. It's weird. It's, yeah. it's like I have no... I've never heard that before. I have no explanation for it. I mean, the, the sounds here, you know, it's never been, like, really loud. I mean, my house isn't a slab floor. Mm-hmm. You know, we have hardwood floors now, but the carpet just laid on top of the floors. So, like, mm-hmm. I mean, if I go in there and stomp my foot on the floor, you can feel it all through the house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always been like that or, like... Somebody taking their fist and just hitting the wall uh, just once or twice. Right. Um, I've never heard anything like really loud, like a a crash or anything. But yeah, you know, this is just like the tip of the iceberg on the ghosty stories that we could tell with our own experiences. But this is stuff that does happen. And I mean, like I said, this is just kind of like... Some of the things that I've experienced personally growing up in this house. Mm -hmm. And it expands out from there. Probably the big one, the lady in the hallway. Once again, I will reference my great-great-grandmother. So it wasn't shadow balls? No. Um, The lady in the hallway, though, I've never gotten a great look at her. Um, Usually crossing the hallway between the bedroom and the kitchen. A few times, I would just see her kind of out of the corner of my eye looking at me in the mirror. Um, We have the big full-length mirror going down the length of the hallway. And I'd be, like, in the back room, 
and the door would be open. And I'd see this woman, which I thought would be my grandmother, and I'd turn my head and look, and they're gone. Mm-hmm. One time, however, I was coming home from a friend's house, and I came in through the back door, and the back screen door was shut that had like half screen half glass the top half was glass but the main door was open um i was 16 and as i walked up to the back door i like look up to look in my house because the hallway goes from the back door all the way through and there was a freaking ghost like your stereotypical white uh, transparent glowing apparition mm-hmm. of a woman standing at the other end of the hallway nope and i was like holy crap <laughs> and it was just i look at her i'm like at the door at this point and then she just kind of like fades out that's the only time i've seen a full-on apparition like that in this house but it all once again Seems to be focused on the hallway for some reason. I will not be using your restroom ever again if it involves me going down that hallway. Yeah. Whenever <laughs> the movie Sixth Sense came out mm-hmm. and the scene where he goes to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Yes. That hit home hard. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I always hated that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a nervous wreck coming down that hallway. I don't know if you ever actually listen when I come out of the bathroom. It's usually my footsteps are like, like the light goes off and then it's like, (laughs) my footsteps are very fast to this other door. Yeah, it's 18 steps. Let's put it that way. I just, I keep my, my eyes down. I, you know, yeah. I try not to make eye contact with anything in your hallway. As a kid, we had an attic fan in the hallway. Summertime, turn the attic fan on. Open the front door and the back door. Breeze coming through there. Mm -hmm. It was great. Until bedtime. Yeah. Then bedtime would happen. And I used to always dread it because it was always the same thing. Grandpa or grandma would get up. They would shut the front door and then ask me to go shut the back door. (laughs) I would haul ass down that hallway. Yeah. Not looking either way. (laughs) Yeah. Close the door like I had it down. I could lock the door and zip back to the living room. Yeah. Just get into the light. I mean, I still do that as an adult. I'm not going to lie. I will go, you know, at the very end of the night, I'll button things up and I'll go check on the kids one more time and turn off the hallway light. And it's like I always get to turn off the living room light. And then it's just like I kind of pick up my pace to get to the (laughs) bedroom a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Pure darkness still freaks me out. It's the threat of the unknown. I have to have a light and I have to have some sound going so mm-hmm. I don't hear what's, what's happening. Up on you. Yeah. Yeah, same. On planet fear. On planet fear. As always, we thank you for listening. Please don't forget to give us a five star review and a like. Also, check out our other social media sites for new content. Stay safe, and we'll catch you next time on Planet Fear.